0: Hi folks, and welcome to episode 88 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where you talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, how to run your business without being in your business, and how to buy your first apartment building. Last week, we had Michelle Mazur, who supports business owners to craft their powerful, captivating message in three words. And today we have as our guest, Nina Cook. Nina helps six and seven-figure service-based business experts to create an unstoppable mindset so they can build authority and boost their profit. Nina has worked with hundreds of established entrepreneurs, helping them to increase their income by up to 800%. She's the co-author of Renegade Mindset, a financial advisor's guide to a peak performance mindset. She's the host of the Entrepreneur's Inner Game podcast and has interviewed world-class entrepreneurs and best-selling authors. As a mindset coach, she helped one of my friends break through to a seven-figure income and fix some of my faulty thinking too. Nina, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income
1: podcast. Thank you, Renny. It's great to be here.
0: Well, let's get right to it with some questions. I've kind of covered a little bit of what you do with helping six- and seven-figure service-based experts, but tell me why you do it.
1: I do it because I love doing it, and I, I don't like seeing entrepreneurs suffer and struggle when they don't have to, when there is an easier way of being an entrepreneur. So this is something that I discovered for myself. I struggled big time building my first online business. So I started back in 2005, and it was a personal shopping business. I had um it was a fairly good business. It became nationwide quite quickly. I had a really great team of personal shoppers and makeup artists serving my clients. I did all the sales and marketing. But really, I was so scared of life that I hid. I was scared to be visible, to put myself out there. And so I found a way of finding clients, which meant I didn't have to be visible in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And it was actually our good friend, Rob Goyette, who was my business coach back then, a long time ago. And he helped me to find all my clients through uh, Google ads. And that way, I didn't have to do any webinars. I didn't have to post anything. I didn't have to give any talks. I just hid behind my desk and found clients. And it was when I went to a really big corporate gig, which I'd booked. And it was a big accountancy firm in the center of London, A lovely floor-to-ceiling um, windows, big plants everywhere, canapes, champagne. And I took my team along, a team of 20 experts to service the clients. And once everything was set up, I thought, this is my opportunity to go and talk to these high level women because it was a big pamper evening for the top executives Mm. I should go and talk to them book another gig with them and I started walking towards these two women who were dressed in very sharp suits and as I started walking towards them I suddenly thought you can't go and talk to them because if you go and talk to them they're going to realize that you're a fraud and they're going to think you're not very good at what you do and why have they booked anything with you And they'll see how flawed you are. So don't go and show them that side of yourself. So I stopped in my tracks and did a sharp left turn. (laughs) And I thought, where can I hide for the rest of the evening? And I found some dark offices which um, were empty. And I went inside one of these offices. And I just sat there for the rest of the evening to avoid talking to Mm. people. And on the way home, I sat in a train. It was a cold November night, and I could see my reflection in the mirror. And I just looked at myself, and I thought, you can't carry on like this. You have got to sort this out. You have got to find a way of being able to be confident with people and speak to them as an equal. And anyway, that started my long exploration of personal development and a way to fix myself I did a lot of trainings, read a lot of books, became certified in different modalities. And they were just a temporary fix. Nothing really gave me that permanent shift in my mindset that I was looking for. And it was only when someone sent me an email and they said, oh, You should read this because you're interested in this stuff. And that led me to a, um, a coach who, who said to me, The only reason you feel so unconfident and so unworthy. Is because you believe you're limiting beliefs about yourself. And he showed me how to dissolve them permanently by finding the root cause of why I felt so undeserving of the good things in life, why I made life so difficult for myself, why I had to hide away. And it was only once I dissolved all of that faulty thinking and then planted new positive beliefs in my subconscious. I was able to be visible and be seen, and to be able to tell people what I did and become, I like to think, you know, something for an authority in my field. But none of that would have happened without fixing my mindset. And that's why I do what I do to help other people to stop wasting their time, beating themselves up, holding themselves back, playing small. I help them to dissolve all of that thinking that's, that keeps them from, you know, being who they could truly be. And that's the work that I do.
0: Uh, yes. And and I've had the opportunity to experience it firsthand because I remember the faulty thinking that I had when you and I first spoke. And in a matter of, I don't know, a very short time, you turned it all around. And, you know, I remember that conversation. so. Thank you, Nina.
1: Well, oh, it was a pleasure, and it's just so interesting, isn't it? Because we are so good at putting ourselves down and feeling our limits and acting on those limits, whereas someone else can come along and say, "But wow, you've got all of this stuff going on," and we can't see it because we're so used to have this old conditioned thinking playing like a loop in our heads, and that is what stops so many entrepreneurs creating a very successful, thriving business.
0: It, it's like what one of my mentors said, fish can't see the water that they're swimming in. And well, uh, it's funny. I just realized I wanted to talk, you know, because I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do and books and programs to charity. When I said the word water, it reminded me, oh, let's talk about a charity that's important
1: to you. A charity that's important to me is I donate to three charities every month. Water Aid is a very important charity because everyone should have access to clean water. Every single person in the world should have access to it. And it's a travesty of injustice that some people have to scoop up dirty, filthy water to drink, and they have to give it to their children as well. So that's a charity that's very close to my heart. It's the basic that we should all have access to.
0: Thank you. Yes. And that's an important part of the people that I have on the program is how are they creating an impact beyond the business that they do? So let's also talk about who your target markets are. Who are, I mean, yes, service-based experts. I mean, what does that mean?
1: That means anyone who is offering a service where they are selling If it feels like they're selling themselves, if we're selling a a, a physical product, it can feel very easy. It can feel easier to sell that because you don't feel that it's you who's going to be working face to face with a client. So, anyone who has to sell a service where they are the person who delivers that service in the form of consulting or coaching, they're the people who I find can have big mindset blocks about their own value, about how much they can charge for their services, about the type of client they're allowing themselves to work with. And they feel that they feel overwhelmed and unfocused because they're getting in their own way with all these limiting stories they have. So I love to work with service-based entrepreneurs. And I also love working with financial advisors as well, because again, financial advisors, they feel they're selling themselves when they're talking to clients and they have all the same challenges around lack of focus, overwhelm, procrastination, charging a uh, full higher fees, all of that stuff is going on. So it doesn't really matter what niche they're in, the same challenges keep coming up again and again.
0: That makes sense. So what would what would you say was your biggest uh Failure, whether personal or business, in terms of what you've created?
1: My biggest failure was the limits I put on myself in terms of how big a game I felt I was allowed to play in life, how much I was allowed to shine. And I grew up in a household where my older sister was had to always be the center of attention Mm. and I my role in the family was to serve her and make sure she was always the center of attention which meant that I kept myself very much in the background and so I grew up really feeling that I mustn't take up too much space in the world and actually I always felt that I needed to be small and this was something i carried from my childhood into my adult life and it's funny because many of the limiting beliefs we form are formed in our early childhood yes up to about the age of six or seven because we're Mm -hmm. not questioning anything at that stage and it's interesting because those beliefs that we form as a child and some of them may be may help to keep us safe and protect us We carry them into our adult lives and we make our decisions based on those beliefs we formed as children. Yeah. So that's really wonky thinking, isn't it, when you look at it in that in that way. Exactly. So I was carrying all of the that it's not safe to be noticed. If I'm noticed, I'm going to get into trouble. So that dictated the whole way I ran my business and the whole way I ran my life. I wouldn't speak up in groups. I didn't feel that my opinion had any value for anyone. I felt I wasn't worth talking to. And it was only really when I had children that I really started to question how I was showing up in life. Because looking at my children when they were young, as you know, they're just so full of natural self-confidence. They, they, they play big. They want to be noticed. They love you know having attention heaped upon them and i really felt that although i was pretty good sometimes at faking confidence i didn't have any real confidence and i wanted to be a good role model for my children you know like you family's everything it's you know it's it comes before everything for me and i wanted to have real self confidence i wanted to feel authentic around it so this was my if you realize, if people think it's my awakening and then that um, time and that, you know, that professional situation I shared with you earlier at that big corporate event, all of that came together around that same time. And I thought, I really need to do something about it. And I really I felt that I couldn't change myself. Even though I wanted to try, I felt deep down, this is who I am. This is how I'm built. There's not much I can do about it. I might be able to make an incremental change and improvement, but really I'm stuck with this. I'm going to have to figure out how to get through life feeling like this. And so as you can imagine, I was blown away when I dissolved these limiting beliefs about not being worthy, not being deserving, about it's scary to play a big game and you know, I'm flawed, I'm a loser. All of that, I had heaps of these. And then when that all fell away, I was able to come out and start believing I could take up some more space in the world I am able to take up as much space as anyone else but I think one of the most interesting things that happened for me was I started to feel like an equal to people whereas mm-hmm. before I always felt that people in authority because my sister felt like someone who was an authority all my life or growing up I felt that people in authority were better than me and I would I used to feel really scared to talk to them because they would think, you're so inferior, why would I speak to you? And um, being able to feel like an equal to people has been truly liberating.
0: And and I think one of the things that you said earlier was, this isn't what you created all by yourself. You had a coach who started to bring these things out for you.
1: I did. I don't think I would have been able to discover the core root Of my unworthiness by myself, yeah. if I, I because we have so many blind spots, and it's difficult for us sometimes to dig deep enough to find the, the 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 answer inside of us. And I needed help to do that. And once I found it, I thought, well, it's so obvious. Of course, this is what's yeah. going on. Of course, I need to identify all of these beliefs and then dissolve them, and then plant some healthy beliefs in my subconscious so then i can start thinking naturally in a different way in a way that serves me and i can start dreaming bigger that's what it is it's about dreaming bigger and believing that more is possible for us it's like you know you walk into a warehouse and you see all these goodies on all the shelves and the really great stuff is at the top and and you know you go in and you say the person behind the counter says what would you like and you think oh i'd like that big thing up there and then You think, oh, no, I'm not allowed to have that. I mustn't have that. That's asking for too much. So I'll just settle for this down here on the bottom shelf. (laughs) It's almost like we put all these barriers in our own way. And then we think, well, the world has put all these barriers up. But the world hasn't put barriers up. We've done it all ourselves. The good news is if we put up the barriers, then we can remove them as well. But sometimes we have to be shown how to remove them. Exactly. Um, There's
0: someone that you
1: and I both
0: know. Uh, who worked with you, and what I'm going to ask you to do is give me an example of that person as a case study on what happened when they dissolved some of their limiting beliefs.
1: Yes, I believe I know who you're talking about. I won't mention his name, but he's a coach, a very, very established, successful coach. And when we first worked together, and on the outside, a very successful business, you know, lovely mm-hmm. family life, et etc. And he said, I have this belief, no, he said, I have this challenge that I don't feel that I'm able to charge as much as I want. And he was very aware that he had, um, his pricing was not on the level that he knew it could be because of Mm -hmm. the value he was providing. And one of the beliefs that we found in our very first call was the belief, Mm -hmm. I don't matter. Now, three little words, I don't matter. How could that possibly be impacting his business? But what he was doing, because he believed it didn't matter, he was putting other people's needs first rather than looking at what he wanted to get out of his business. Once he dissolved that belief, he told me the following month, his income rose by 20%. And the month after that, it rose by another big percentage. He could not believe the difference because he was suddenly showing up in a much more powerful way to his clients and his business. And he did put his prices up because he mattered. And what he wanted mattered while still serving his clients at a high level. Yeah, And, uh, and then a lo- last year, or maybe in the year before, he hired me for the year to work with him because he wanted to break through the seven-figure barrier. Mm-hmm. Now, he is an action taker. He's organized. But he said to me when we started working together in that time that he would do be doing well and then he'd start cruising a little bit and try really? to take his foot off the accelerator <clears throat> and he knew that was costing him dearly. And so we found some more we found his um unproductive pattern of behavior, which was to take his foot off the pedal. And we found the limiting beliefs underneath that challenge that was keeping that challenge in place. And we started dissolving his beliefs one by one until that pattern collapsed. And he told me that he um, was doing an email campaign to his list and he had good response. He bought in some sales and then he was sitting there thinking, I could probably send one more email out just as a last email. He said, before our work together, he would have said, doesn't matter. I've got enough sales. I won't bother. But he did send out another email because he felt there was no resistance to doing it. It was easy to do it and it brought him in several thousand dollars worth of extra sales. So he felt now that he was putting his foot on the accelerator, even when things were going well, and sustaining that high level of success.
0: Yeah. And I remember him telling me he broke through the seven-figure mark.
1: He did. um, We worked together from January to December. And in the January of the following year, he emailed me and he said, we've done it. I've gone through the seven-figure barrier. And I was over the moon for him because as you and i know he's one of the nicest guys in the business oh
0: yeah he's he is a wonderful person He is. um now again i'm quite sure my listeners will want to know more and is there a valuable free resource that you can direct people to that could support them
1: absolutely a lot of people say to me i don't know how to find my limiting beliefs you know how do i find them So I put together a resource for them, which is called the Millionaire Mindset Scorecard. And on the scorecard, there are a list of limiting beliefs around having more success and about having more money. It's really easy. All you do is go through the beliefs one by one, score yourself to find out which powerful beliefs you have Mm. around having more money and success. So scorecard does all the work for you. Then there's plenty of analysis about what your score is telling you and also what action you can start to take to remove those limiting beliefs and start planting new, healthy, powerful beliefs around success and money.
0: Great. Well, I'm going to put the link to that scorecard in the show notes so people can get that and, and move forward. Now, is there a question that I should have asked you that would give some additional great value?
1: What is the one thing that your listeners can start doing to find out how they're getting in their own way?
0: Um, And the answer would be?
1: The answer would be to become very aware of your thinking. Because when you become aware of your thinking, you'll see that you actually have the same thoughts for most of the day. And your thoughts are just going around in a loop. So to find out how you're getting in your own way, a really great exercise is to think about taking an action in your business that you keep putting off, you keep procrastinating over. For many people, it's um, around marketing themselves or doing outreach. And when you're resisting taking that action, which you know that if you were to take it, could be very significant in your business, to sit down and write down the thoughts, all the resistant thoughts you have about taking that action, and they get a highlighter pen and start highlighting your beliefs. Like, no one's going to be interested in hearing from me. No one's going to pay me that much money. I've got nothing interesting to say. I don't have enough value. I'm a fraud. All those things, just start highlighting them. And that is the first step to really getting to the root cause of why you don't have as much success as you want.
0: Oh, beautiful. Thank you. So, Nina, first, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Nina. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have Rob Goyette. He supports coaches to grow their business in so many ways, from laser coaching concepts to short-form automated webinars. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose, on the wealthonanyincome.com website. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com. Until next week, be prosperous, Bye-bye for now.